Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Hammer Time with your host, Chris Rios. I'm here with a longtime buddy of mine, um, huge, huge football geek, uh, Martin Rosales here with me. Uh, say hi to everyone, Martin. How's everybody doing? All right, all right. So we've got an awesome show. Um, last week we previewed the uh, NFL, uh, upcoming NFL season for everyone. Uh, but this week we're going to dive into the spreads, lines, everything surrounding the actual week one matchups. Um, we're going to go down the line here just off the top, uh, starting with, of course, the actual kickoff game itself. The Kansas City Chiefs uh, taking on the Houston Texans. Right now the line stands at Kansas City minus nine and a half. Very, very large spread. If I recall correctly, it actually opened up at ten and a half. But people have been putting a lot of money on the Houston side. Market manipulation moves the line down to nine. Martin, dude, anything pop right off the game or pop right off the bat to you about this game here? No, not really. Um, obviously, Chiefs are, are are favored heavily here. Um, I think everybody would agree. Uh, obviously, that that spread it's 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 quite a bit even now with even with the market manipulation but um it's just uh it's just whether you have the balls to go ahead and and, and cover and you know bet either way of somebody covering that that spread I, it's it's a tough call but i mean do you say that mainly because of of like corona i mean because that's really the only I, if this was a normal situation, I honestly feel like the, the Chiefs kind of cover with ease. You know, I, I even now, I still think the Chiefs win by more than, or at least win by like two touchdowns, um, like 13 points, you know, one of those wacky numbers there. But, um, I mean, I guess that would be the only thing that I would consider having a, um, a negative impact on, on teams that are favored by this much is just all these questions surrounding how, how they're going to um, play given the lack of preparation time, right? I mean, do you think that's going to get in the way from teams like this? Or maybe the Chiefs are on a, on a on one of those, like, Super Bowl winner hangovers. You know, no one really talks about that. I know a lot of teams come back swinging. But in this in this instance, do you think it could have an adverse effect on them? Like, are they going to have, instead of the uh, loser having the hangover, you know, are we going to have the winner just completely go AWOL and not put up? No, I don't think so. The Chiefs are, are a very good uh, coach team, obviously, Andy Reid. Is a good coach, great coach. Um, so I don't think they'll have that problem. I think they'll be um, as prepared as anybody could be uh, in these uh, weird times. But um, it's just uh, I, I I think it's hard to for a te- for any team to beat any other professional team by by ten points. Um, but I can see it, you know, like you said, where it's a thirteen or fourteen point game mm-hmm. where they cover easily. Right. Um, but just with the with everything going on. I'd be a little hesitant. Uh, it's the biggest uh, spread here that I that I think I saw on here. So, um, but like you said, easily they could cover the fourteen. Um, I just I just maybe would be a little cautious. I don't, yeah, I'm right there with you. It's as as much as I would love to take the Chiefs and probably fucking will anyway. <laughs> I I. I I, I still have to admit, there's just, it's, and, and like many of these games, we're kind of walking in a little blindfolded here. Um, the total is somewhat uh, uh, appealing. It, right now, it stands at 54 and a half. Um, this game being tomorrow, I would expect that to kind of 
probably bump up a little bit. I'm, I'm, I, I project this line is going to move um, at the very minimum, at least a half point to make it 55 round. But we'll see. As of right now, I'm going to go ahead and just say I'm riding with Kansas City minus nine and a half. Um, Houston, oh, in general, became worse in the offseason. Chiefs are bringing back 90 plus percent of their starters. They're ready to fucking do it. They're ready to run it back. Patty is, is all energy all the time. Give them to me. They win by at least 13. What do you got, Martin? I'd have to agree. Um, there's no way that, that the Chiefs roll in here and and not put up easily 35 points. And with the loss of, uh, of DeAndre Hopkins, I just don't see where where Houston can, can just roll out and keep up with them. Um, Right, you know, where are the points coming possession from? Possession by possession, you know. Uh, I I think the Chiefs will pull away. Um, so I I think that 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 you're correct. Yeah, I think they cover cover Keep, the nine and a half. Keeping it on the AFC side, um, another major favorite, um, former MVP Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens are going to be hosting the Cleveland Browns, a team that split the series with them last year, and even in the game that the Browns lost still kept it within a score what do you think the 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 Ravens can do can do this year to kick the season off again like we're 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 expecting a little regression from an MVP with the type of year that Lamar Jackson had especially running the football Um, right now the line sits at eight points any immediate thoughts on that one? I mean, for me, I think that the Ravens are more than capable of going ahead and cover. I think they are going to cover it. I personally would would like to see if people continue to put money on the Browns like they have, so I can buy it to under a touchdown. Um, but as of right now, um, that's what I'm going to take. Um, I think I can buy a touchdown, or I'm sorry, I can buy a point and a half to break it to a touchdown and make the odds about minus 150. Um, again, for new bettors out there, minus 150 on odds means you would have to bet $150 to win $100 profit. Um, Martin, anything, any type of approach you would like to take on this one, maybe a little bit different from the uh, – from the Chiefs game, given that you can actually buy enough points to cover it within one score. Well, on this one, I'd actually, I, I would pick the the Browns to cover the eight points. Okay. Um, I think they they're a, a very talented team. Obviously, they underachieved last year, from what I think everybody was uh, was expecting them to do. Um, but I just, it's it's hard for a for a team that talented to 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 get rolled by. By, by over a touchdown, um, or at least I think, uh, with with Beckham, Landry, Chubb, and Mayfield, I think they could they could keep up um, scoring wise with uh, with the Ravens here. Right, especially in a wacky Week One interdivision play, it almost seems like it's just teed up to be close, whether you fucking wanted to or not. Right, um, I, I like the idea of going ahead and and, and backing the in the Browns as well. At the end of the day, it's a bit of a coin flip. If you're if you're really really set on the Ravens, I say go ahead and buy the points necessary to make it a one touchdown, um, a one touchdown game. If you're taking the if you're taking the Browns, um, leave it as is. Heck, if you're if you're seeing at at eight and a half or nine even on some books, 
go ahead and buy it to make it 10. Um, I think you're going to have a very, very good shot at hitting it there with the, the way these games played off last year and what the Baker-Lamar matchups have looked like thus far. Um, taking it to another, uh, at least uh, to a team that's had some uh, some pretty good movement here in the offseason from one player in particular, Phillip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts are going to be in Jacksonville um, with another eight-point spread. They, they, they are favored by eight points against the projected worst team in the NFL, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, let's see here. Money line, minus 420. Uh, Martin, it looks like they're making the Colts, at least in this game against the Jags, they're making them look like the Chiefs here. Um, do you expect to get Chiefs results against the Jags? I certainly expect for the Colts to win. Uh, the only thing that, that has me worried is is Phillip Rivers and his old-ass arm. Mm-hmm. Just whether, you know, if, right. if, if he's going to be skipping him in the dirt when he's trying to, you know, throw a 10 and out. Um, but I haven't heard anything that, that says anything contrary, that, that he's going to be, you know, a, a decent starter this year. So I would think that covering eight points should be relatively easy for a team uh, – you know, as, as good as the Colts playing somebody as bad as the Jaguars, mm-hmm. so I think they'd cover the, the eight. Yeah, see, like I and 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 for me, like if a, if bullet gun to my head, I have to take a fucking team. I'm gonna take the Colts in this situation, but I am staying a whole country mile away from this game. It just. I hate AFC South games. I hate AFC South division matchups. They're just so shitty and boring to me. I hate this division. No tradition. Um, really no overall success. It's just an ugly, ugly, ugly classic CBS matchup that I do not want to watch Jim Nance talk about. Um, the over-under, though, is somewhat appetizing at 45 points. I don't think the Jaguar is going to do that much scoring. Fucking shocker. But, um, and then I think the Colts are just not going to immediately just hit their stride. If anything, they're probably going to have more success running the ball than they are going to necessarily have uh, immediate success slinging the ball through the air. Um, and that being said, with the Jaguars, I'm assuming being uh, stagnant in almost every facet of the offense, they're probably not going to score too many touchdowns in this ball game. So I like the under. That's my play on this one. Um, let's see here. Um, well, let's go ahead and run it to the NFC North. Uh, the Chicago Bears are, let's see here, are sitting as three-point underdogs going to Detroit to play a team, bringing back their quarterback in Matthew Stafford. Martin, do you think three points is a bit disrespectful for going up against the Bears? They don't even necessarily have their quarterback situation close to figured out yet. Well, it just depends which Mitch Trubisky shows up. Um, obviously, he was pretty bad last year, um, being labeled almost as a bust now. Uh, obviously, they brought in Nick Foles to come in compete for that starting job. Uh, but he must have showed something you know, for him to keep the starting job. So I don't know, maybe he's, uh, he's found his groove again. Maybe he, maybe he, uh, he, he, he's playing better than what he did last year, or maybe the GM's just trying to save his ass and try to ride out with, you know, the, the, the draft pick that he made, you know, a few years back. Um, 
But no, I, I think three points. The Lions really don't impress me for some reason. I'm not a big Lions fan. I'm a big Matthew Stafford fan. I think he's he's good, as good as it gets. Uh, he's a uh, he's got a great arm, but I don't know. I just the Lions really don't do much for me. So I, three points. You know, I don't think the Bears cover the three points. So I would go ahead and and and, and hit the Lions for that 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 three point spread there. Um, I think they cover that easily, but but I don't think it's a uh, it's you know this one's going to get much uh, much separation from these two teams. I think I think you, you nailed it right. We hit the, hit the nail right on the head, Martin, with this one. Um, keeping it in the division, super badass matchup, one that you and I before the show were talking about. Um, there are a number of ways to approach this matchup. I like the future on winning the division between these two teams, but hell, they go at it week one. Might as well put some action on it. It's the Green Bay Packers on the road in Minnesota. Two and a half points. What do you think? On the top of the on the top of things, let's see here. The Vikings are at minus one forty on the money line. Um, this is a game that I would love to take straight on, which I probably am. But um, I want to do a little bit more separate research on this one, probably because it would be pretty nice to add that minus 140 money line to a parlay or two of mine. Um, where do you stand on this? This is my lock here. I think Vikings cover the two and a half. Um, you never can be too sure with Aaron Rodgers on the other side of the ball okay. just because he pulls miracles out of his ass mm-hmm. regularly, it seems. Sure. Uh, but I just think that the Vikings are just an overall better team, more well-rounded team. Uh, and I think they, they, they cover the two and a half easily. Damn, you sound pretty confident. Are you willing to buy an alternative spread the other way? Might be able to uh, cash some serious uh, change there, Martin. I, I, I like the Vikings here. <laughs> it's hard you know, for me to see it going any other way than the Vikings going ahead and covering that. You think they cover more than a field goal? You think they cover a touchdown? You could buy an alternative spread the other way. And then get plus odds on them covering a touchdown. You could get, um, I mean, just guessing off the top of my head, it sounds like a plus two plus two hundred plus play. Something to think about. Yeah, if if as as more well rounded and better the team is than the other than the opposing team in this uh, this scenario, the only thing that would make me hesitant about doing that would be the quarterback with with Aaron Rodgers. You know, 40 seconds, even if you're up, you know, nine, you're going to be shitting your pants there because if he has the ball in his hands, you you already know that that's all he needs. It's just 40 seconds, 80 yards, and he'll just crush your dreams. So I would just go ahead and just stick to the two and a half for now. Sounds good to me. That's exactly what I'm probably going to end up doing either way. Um, you know, it's going to be a close ball game regardless, but um, it's going to be really, really fun to watch. Those teams are going to be duking it out all year long um let's see here um panthers raiders okay this game started off as a pick if i recall um about a one point spread but now it's went ahead and moved to the raiders minus three on the road in carolina martin do you think that the are, am I missing something? People putting money on the Raiders? Or, I mean, are, are they good now? What the hell am I missing, man? I have no idea here. Um, I think 
you know, with Teddy Bridgewater there in in Carolina, I, I think they uh, they they definitely have a chance to beat the Raiders. The Raiders weren't anything impressive last year. Um, Derek Carr threw for a bunch of yards, but uh, but they don't impress me either. They're kind of like uh, like the Lions, where they just kind of have you know padded stats. These guys really don't don't move the needle for me. But uh, here know. here I would probably go and go ahead and say. I would take probably the Raiders money line just because I I think they 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 can pull off the win uh but I don't think they're much better than the, than the Panthers are at this point. It's not a bad take. Um I would be interested in looking more at maybe like the Christian McCaffrey prop. You know, just seeing what uh, his all-purpose yards might stand in this game. That's something that kind of comes out more closer and closer to the game. So, it's a little harder to get a really strong gauge for it now. Um, we, again, we are recording this Wednesday. Um, well, it's Thursday morning, really. Well, yeah, actually, it's Thursday morning, so it is. Um, we're here um, in the in the mid in the midnight hour um, on Thursday, day of NFL kickoff, 2020. So, that being said, probably be a couple of days before we actually get those types of player props. But other than that, I mean, if I had to take this game, I think I'd stand honestly. On taking Panthers and money line, uh, plus three, I really don't even feel like it's worth a damn taking in this shitty matchup. Go ahead and give me the Panthers at money line, plus one fifty. Um, I like it; strong value there. Week one, you totally see C Mac running all over them. Okay, let's go to Dolphins Pats. Martin, you want to take the lead on this one? Is there anything here you like? This is my other lock here. I absolutely think the Patriots absolutely cover this. The Dolphins, uh, even though they did uh, overachieve and and uh, and did better than expected, I just think that Cam Newton, Bill Belichick, I I just think that if Cam could play anywhere near his MVP uh, MVP type season that he had a few years back. It's going to be hard to, to, to stop them. Um, just Belichick has been, you know, known to get, you know, any quarterback back there and have a decent season. And I think when you put in a former MVP back there, you know, they're not going to, uh, you know, miss a beat just on, on totally dominating. I'm, I'm thinking they're, they're winning 12-plus games this year. That's just my opinion. That's how much I'm a I'm, – uh, I'm, uh, I'm favoring the, the the Patriots this year. Wow! So you're really bullish on New England uh, getting it done and Bill working magic with uh, with Cam, kind of bringing them back into into relevancy, huh? Yeah, if they ever left. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, these guys. I, I believe that Cam Newton's going to have a big year this year. So. Oh wow! I think they cover they cover the six and a half easily against the Dolphins. Okay, so so we're just uh, not buying the. Uh, I mean, there's not necessarily any big hype around the Dolphins making all these big money moves like the Browns did a couple of years back. But um, looks like we're riding hard on, on, on Cam and the Patriots. I find a lot of uh, value in betting the Patriots um, for for the winning the division. They're at plus 145 right now. Um, I think that's just a great number. The Bills are at like plus 110. 
Um, I say fuck all that noise and give me the team that's been winning it until proven otherwise, right? Um, in this matchup, I, I have to say I pretty much agree with you. Um, the spread's at minus six and a half. It's only a touchdown. Patriots are more than capable of covering that touchdown. The team was essentially the exact fucking same except for Cam. And Cam is going to be a red zone threat for this team all year. Because um, look at the division they have to play. Uh, the best thing that could have happened to him. Uh, Jesus, I mean, he's going to have to play. He's going to not have to play. He's going to get to play yeah. the Miami Dolphins. He's going to get to play the New York Jets. That's four ball games. Talk about stat padding. Dude, he's going to look great. Um, plot me hell. I, I, I was I was looking at a Bleacher Report video the other day of, of, of Cam um, in practice throwing to his wide receivers, giving them all daps and handshakes, right? He's taller than all of them. Yeah, this dude is this He's is bigger than all of them. He's it's, it's the craziest thing ever. Um, but Bill, I was going to say he has his work cut out for him, but I know he's good. Um, Cam is definitely motivated. He's got the right reasons to want to be there and succeed. But is there any, I guess, doubt at all that Bill Belichick could get this done? Because, and the reason I say that is because even though Bill Belichick is a is a first ballot Hall of Fame coach, right? There's always been sort of that 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 argument of who is the most heavily attributed to the Patriots' success? Is it Tom Brady as the quarterback, or is it Bill Belichick as the head coach? Okay, now that now that debate can kind of get tossed in the back window when you count the rings, bitch, right? So it's really, really not even really worth bringing up too much. But with Tom going to Tampa and with Bill staying here uh, or staying in Foxborough with his own project, I mean, hell, do you think there's any pressure there at all for Bill to get it done? Or, like, does he have to prove that he can get it done with, with Cam? Bill Belichick doesn't have to prove a goddamn thing to anybody. I love it. I to love it. anybody. He I doesn't agree. know the meaning of pressure. That man is as stone cold as, as it comes. There's no emotion either way from him at all in any position whether they're up 20 or down 20 it's same bill same bill every time it's the most consistent guy out there just wins that's all he does right it's like the one step that he can rely on he could fucking literally bust his ass and or fall asleep on the can but hey dubs is what he does best um Looking around at some of the other spreads to see here, staying in that division, um, Jets, Bills, same spread. You got the Jets who are sitting at the um, the underdog here on the road, plus six and a half. Bills, are you buying anything from the Bills? I mean, the Bills definitely look better, right? Add, add, add yourself a, a strong wideout and Stephon Diggs for Josh Allen to play with. Um, other than that, I mean, the defense looks solid, but I mean, do you do you, do you buy this team period at all this year? I mean, yeah, I mean, the Jets are, are crap, and the Bills will probably end up covering anyway. But geez, I mean, it are are you are are, are you buying into any of the Bills hype, Bills mafia? Are you with this shit at all? I guess we'll see this year, uh, really. Um, like you said, Josh Josh Allen uh, now having you know, a, a, a legit, you know, number one receiver. Um, Cole Beasley there in the slot as your, your safety blanket. And he's a good athlete. He can run 
uh, and, and, you know, get first down on, with his legs. Uh, they have the potential to be a good team. It's just whether he, he has, he's improved in his passing uh, and, and whether he can go ahead and, and connect with, uh, with his receivers here more consistently. Um, the Jets on the other side, I want to see what uh, Le'Veon Bell's, you know, what he's got left in the tank. Uh, he didn't have a, a, a great season yet uh, last year, so. Um, but other than that, man, there's not much you can say about that uh, that Jets offense. So I just don't see where they they can uh, keep up if the Bills are are firing on all cylinders here uh, to kick off the season. Uh, I think I think the Bills cover here. Hell yeah! I mean, I I, I would have to absolutely go ahead and and, and and side with the favorite on this one too. Um, the the over under here is 39 and a half. That's very 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 low. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's actually the lowest of any of the other games. So that's something that might be worth looking into. I mean, geez, uh, it's only what a handful of touchdowns. It's six touchdowns to to walk out of that one with a win. I still don't think they can get that. This game's probably going to end up being like. Oh, Lord, I don't even know. Probably like 24 to 10. Um, and then, boom, there you go, under. Uh, going to the NFC East here, uh, Eagles Redskins, or I'm sorry, the Washington football team. Uh, the Eagles are minus six on the road in Washington. Um, this is probably going to be one of my locks of the week. Um, I like the Eagles going into Washington and completely doing whatever the hell they want with them. Um, the Eagles are regular season warriors for the most part. Carson Wentz, I go ahead, this is one of those perfect examples where he can go pad, uh, pad stats all day long. That's what he does. Um, in my opinion, he's a complete fucking bust. I hate Carson Wentz. Um, so do with that what you will. Tail it or fade it. I'm riding with the Eagles minus six. I don't think Washington is going to be able to do anything. I have Terry McLaurin on my fantasy team, so I'm hoping that the Washington football team scores two touchdowns, but they're both to Terry, and they go ahead and get their asses handed to them um, by, like, 21 points. Uh, Martin, you think anything otherwise? Let's see here. Uh, man, it's so hard to back a team like Washington, you know? What do you think? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, this Washington team just doesn't have very uh very many uh playmakers where, where you would think that they could go ahead and kind of you know close the gap with a with a, a team that's just more more talented than they are so um i'm not a big believer in Dwayne haskins like you said terry terry mclaurin's the that's only a, hold on that's actually a good question is is it haskins who is starting is it is it um smith that's one thing I haven't been completely clear on. Yeah, I think it's Haskins all the way. Um, I just I, I wouldn't trust myself if I was anybody in that organization to roll Alex Smith out there. I've seen the video of him walking around. <laughs> it does not look. It it uh, that man should still be in a boot, you know. And, and hey, man, if if he one day can make a career out of playing football again, I'm I'd fully support him, but. It's, it still looks like it's too uh, too early for him to, to be rolling out there, and I've I've seen some you know, uh-huh. you know some video of, of him passing, and he looks like a better passer than Haskins. I just if I was a coach, the GM, the owner, and these guys are you know, 
especially the owner right now is, is known to be to be to, to make questionable uh, uh decisions i there's no way i would uh roll alex smith out there i, I just wouldn't you know that's a terrible spot to put that guy in tangent question um that being said how gruesome his injury was alex smith's what would it take for him to win comeback player of the year to just fucking show up and put pads on yeah, if he stepped into a game and completed a pass, you unanimously give it to that man. Jesus. Because this man almost lost his leg. Could have lost his life after that uh, that that injured leg got infected there. Um, you know, and it, it's a scary situation for him. I'm glad that he's, he's made it to the other side of that. But, but yeah, if, if that guy somehow rolls in week six after Haskins has, you know, just completely shat the bed there and you know, make something of the team, then yeah, I would, I would, I would have no problem giving it to that guy. If you know, if, even if he just made one start, that would be an amazing story. Yeah, that would be pretty solid, um, definitely. Um, so that being said, again, I'm gonna go ahead and stick with um, Eagles riding into the wheels fall off at least until the following week. Um, one of my favorite matchups and. This is indeed my hammer time lock of the week. I absolutely fucking love the Seattle Seahawks going up against the Atlanta Falcons. This line has danced around a little bit. Right now it's at Seattle minus two. It was Seattle plus one and a half. The market did go ahead and see something there and decided to go ahead and start slapping on it. Um, I did too. Um, the money line is at minus 135, um, but at minus two points, I say go ahead and take it. It's just, yeah, it, 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 it has all the appearances of a trap game. The Seattle Seahawks are a better football team this year um, in more ways than one. DK going into his second year. You have a veteran that they just signed for almost nothing in Greg Olson. You have one of the best innovators of the slot position in Tyler Lockett um, still going strong um, you have Russell Wilson who for all right of mind should be an MVP candidate and a defense with a young core that is growing into hopefully what should be the Legion of Boom 2 led by brand new hard heavy hitter pro bowl safety in Jamal Adams in center field for you um on the flip side of that, you have the Atlanta Falcons who are bringing back their quarterback and a new toy on offense in Todd Gurley. Now, will any of that work out? Will they look like the Falcons that they were um, looking on like four years ago now? It just seems like they haven't been able to recover from being able to, bl- or from whenever they blew that lead in the Super Bowl, even whenever they are healthy. But hey, it's a new year. Everybody seems to kind of be pressing to see if this championship window, quote unquote, is still open. They have a ton to prove. They have a huge obstacle in the way. The spread, for the most part, is about even. I side with the Seahawks here, um, even though they opened up as underdogs. Um, what do you think, Mark? Yeah, I think the Seahawks are, are one of those solid teams that if you just bet on them consistently, you'd win money. Um, I, I I think you're right. Uh, Todd Gurley, um, obviously, being uh, I guess he was released right from the Rams. He was, and uh, that just kind of lets you know, you know where where he is on, with his health. Um, 
He's going to be in and out of the lineup, I'd, I'd assume. Um, let's see if he can make it through this first game, but I, I would go ahead and, and, and agree with you. Yeah, I'd, I'd take the Seahawks here uh, pretty easily. It's, you know, what was it, two points, two and a half? Two. Um, yeah, it's two. It opened up at Seahawks, actually, plus points. Um, but now it's moving to Seattle, minus two. Yeah. So, all right, all right. Um, moving on here, let's see here. We have a, um, a matchup of two teams that are searching for an identity. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers and the Cincinnati Bengals. The Chargers are three-point favorites against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Burrow at plus three, plus 150 on the money line. Are you buying it? No. No, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think the the Bengals have what it takes to, to beat the Chargers. The Chargers, uh, you know, aren't as uh, as a pushover as some people think they are. Um, I think they just depending on on what they do on offense. If, if they can get it going early, I think they have a, a chance to to pull this away. Um, but I just don't believe in the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow being the rookie quarterback that, that he is. And I, I've seen that video of him running for his life at practice. I just don't have any any faith in, in, in that uh, that offense there. Yeah, I, I I definitely see where you're coming from. It's just so hard to take a rookie doing anything in the NFL, especially this year, right? They have so such limited... Um, time to prepare. Uh, yeah, time to prepare and experience with full-speed football with grown-ass men, right? Like, how many d uh, defensive backs has Joe Burrow had to actually throw around this offseason, right? Yeah. I think that's going to play a huge impact. Now, granted, he is an NFL-style, pro-style quarterback, which would lead you to believe that if anyone is going to be prepared, it's somebody like him. But still, that being said... The Chargers, I would agree with what you've said in them being not as much of a pushover as they might come off as. At minus three, they do play tight games. And that, that is just what they, that's just the epitome of Chargers football over the last three to four years. They play stupid, stupid close games. Like I shared that stat with you about the Packers playing uh, one possession games, getting um, and, and, and eight, eight of those one possession wins from last year. The Chargers have been playing one possession ball games for like three or four years and can never seem to come up on the right end of any of those. So the game is almost sure to be close, which is what makes me kind of freaked out about it, even though the Bengals have everything on paper to go ahead and lose this ball game. Um, this would be a game that I probably parlay uh, with a couple of other games that I feel good about. The money line is at minus 170. Um, I'm purely, purely fading the Bengals and not necessarily betting on the Chargers. I really just don't think the Bengals are going to win more than I think the Chargers are going to win. Um, so that's how I'm going to approach it. That's how I'd recommend. Um, going uh, back to the NFC here, um, and uh, let's see here. we got a couple of great matchups. Um, the Cardinals, Niners. Niners as seven-point favorites hosting Kyler Murray and the gang. Um, new weapons in Arizona. Um, the Cardinals played the Niners pretty well going in last year. Um, I'm not sure if they can necessarily hang in there with seven points, but 
I'm going to go ahead and take Arizona on this one. Um, I do have Kyler Murray on my fantasy team. There's my incentives to actually go ahead and watch. But I'm willing to go ahead and bet on a little progression with the Cardinals playing an interdivision foe on a team that just lost the Super Bowl with perhaps facing some minor regression. Um, Jimmy uh, Garoppolo, you know, if he keeps throwing 12 passes a game, I don't think it's necessarily going to do too much for him in the long run. Um, but uh, I like to see the Cardinals with the, with this seven-point uh, spread here. I might even buy half a point. Any thoughts to, to you, Martin? I think you're absolutely right. I want to see what what Kyler Murray can do with Hopkins out on the outside and uh, and a veteran uh, and a veteran presence uh, like uh, Fitzgerald in the slot there. And um, that's exciting. It's got to be exciting to be a Cardinals fan right now. I still think they're maybe a year away. They need a couple of pieces. But uh, yeah, even on defense, aren't they kind of growing up a bit? Didn't they just uh, – what's that defensive uh, player they just uh, went ahead and paid? It's a linebacker of theirs, isn't it? Uh, man, his name is escaping me right now. But Yeah, but they do have some good young pieces over there. Um, and – of course, Kyler Murray, uh, he's he's the uh, he's the new prototype quarterback of the future. Um, I've uh, disrespected him by calling him basically a great value, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. But hey, let's see. You know, I mean that that, that could be a sort of backhanded compliment. Shit, it could be what he needs to uh, get to that kind of MVP caliber season. Uh, but the Cardinals at plus seven, I like it. I like it a lot. 49ers, they're going to run the ball a shitload. Uh, it's going to give Arizona the opportunity to at least keep this close if they can score. Um, that's really going to what, what it's going to come down to. Um, let's see here. Going to uh, the last couple of games for the Monday night games. Um, a really, really, really fun matchup. One heavily anticipated. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. Saints minus three and a half. You got Drew Brees, Tom Brady. This is normally a matchup we get on Sunday Night Football around week 10 or 11, Martin. But here we go. Blessing it with week one. Absolutely. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, But the Saints minus three and a half, minus 175 on the money line. Uh, Jeez, man, this is a jump. This is the opposite of a lock for me. I I still want to take the Saints. Contrary to the Patriots, where it's until proven otherwise, I'm riding with the Pats. With the Buccaneers, I need to see something. That's just is what it is. The Saints have had this division under their control for um, for the most of recent memory, and the Buccaneers definitely look like they are simply a quarterback away from getting shit done. Um, it almost looks like they're kind of taking that. Uh, 2013 Broncos approach to a plug-and-play Hall of Fame quarterback. Now, will that work? Who knows? But until proven otherwise, I'm going to go ahead and ride with the Saints. I do think three and a half points is too much. If you want to pick the spread, uh, there's good value in taking the Bucks. If you're going to go ahead and take the Saints, buy at a point down to minus two and a half. Other than that, I really do like um, taking the money line if you're not feeling cheap and are willing to go ahead and put up the bread to do so. Um, do you do you lean any way uh, on any of these lines, Warren? I'd, I'd like to take the Bucks uh, to take the W here. Um, okay, okay. I think them at, at plus one fifty five. 
Um, you know, th- this this game is is a is a big of a coin flip as there is out there. Um, like you said, they're trying to do you know recreate something kind of like what the Broncos did a few years back uh, with Peyton. Obviously, uh, Tom's a little bit older. Uh, I guess we'll just have to see how his arms holding up. That's the one thing you worry about with with uh, with older quarterbacks. Um, but but you know that he's going to be mentally there, focused, and in control of that offense, uh, especially with all those weapons around him. Um, I feel like they have the the potential to keep up, you know, in a shootout with the Saints. Uh, so I'd I'd like to I, I think it's a it's a good pick to go ahead and get them at at plus uh, one fifty five there, just because I think it could go either way. And uh, and, I, and I feel like that's the best value that you can get there. If you're going to go ahead and put some money on that game, uh-huh. go ahead and, and, and slide it over towards the Bucks there, and uh, and 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 you know bet big and, uh, and and make yourself a good chunk of change there. Yeah, I mean uh, overall, like I said, I mean there's 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 I'm, I I can't I can't knock you for wanting to take the Bucks. Um, it's it's really good value across the whole way. You know, if you're getting the spread plus three and a half, you're getting a field goal and some change. That game becomes even remotely close. You got the win. You go to overtime. You're looking at about a 75 percent chance of walking out there with the dub. And if you want the money line by plus 155, hell, if you're taking it straight on, why not? Um, it's uh, not a bad ride to take. Um, go ahead and fade me. Either way, I'm still rolling the Saints on this one, but the Bucks are a fair, valuable play. Um, going into my favorite team, um, and Martin himself is actually another um, hard Cowboys fan as well, but that being said, be ready to go ahead and interpret that bias how you want to. The Cowboys are minus three. Um, this was at minus two and a half uh, as recent as a week ago, but people have been putting money on the Cowboys, and that is no fucking brand new story. They do that every year for every game, for every prop, for every future, and here we are looking and staring at the face of odds manipulated by assholes around the country who love my team for no goddamn reason. Um, Martin... I don't even know where the hell to begin with this one. We obviously we know that the Cowboys are geared up for some big stuff, um, but 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 what do you think the Cowboys are gonna, are going to do here week one? You know we have new head coach, um, weapons galore on offense, and a defense that when they had their shit together is top ten, no doubt. The personnel are there um, against a team in the Rams that is what looks like they're regressing and are in a weird, weird limbo state in their franchise where you don't really know if they're rebuilding or trying to win. So where are we at on this? I, I, I want to take the Cowboys to cover, but you know what that can be like. The Cowboys week one can be as, as the, you might as well go ahead and flip a literal coin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, disclaimer that we are Cowboys fans here. And I have drank the Kool-Aid. I am all in on the Cowboys. Uh, Dak Prescott, three solid wide receivers. Zeke Elliott behind a decent line that we're kind of, you know, plugging and playing at a couple at a couple positions there, just trying to just trying to figure out what we can do with some of the young guys. But you know, when you look at the Rams, those guys are trying to hold that boat together with duct tape. They're 
they're in, in you know serious cap hell um obviously they just signed Jalen Ramsey and they relieved a little bit of that but they're just you know passing the buck on to next year they they they're focused on on trying to win now and and they're mortgaging the future to do so and uh it'll eventually catch up to them and, and bite them in the ass but I think right now that's what they're trying to do they're, they got they got some talent with Aaron Donald and obviously Jalen Ramsey like I said so uh certainly this game could be could could be close um I just think that the Cowboys are, are, are gonna put up points and as easy as they can put up points I'm very wary of, of their of their uh, their uh, their safeties and uh, and their unproven corners here so the, the secondary is kind of a question mark mm-hmm. so if you wanted to hammer the over you know I wouldn't I wouldn't fight you on it 52 uh, that would probably be the best case scenario as a Cowboys fan is to see your team you know go in on a shootout you know see all your weapons you know full out get to score see some of your safeties get you know burnt and then hopefully sign uh uh earl thomas here in the future um but that's just as me as a biased cowboy fan that's what i would like to see well, that kind um, of brings up a good question for me as a cowboys fan and kind of given to what you said about um, the potential for this game to be high scoring would you rather see the cowboys win a high scoring affair let's say i don't know 32 to 28 right it's a close ball game it was a shootout they grab the dub, they walk out, win. Okay, would you rather see that, or would you rather see them um, win the game, I don't know, let's say 7-17, to 17, or 7-21, or to 21, where they scored less, but the defense steps up a little bit more? I want to see this offense, you know, full throttle, 60 minutes, you know, throwing the ball downfield every time you get the chance, going for it on, you know, fourth and two, fourth and three. I want to see what this offense, what, I want to see them fulfill their potential. Okay. So I, I want to I see them score 60 points a game. Fucking chucking, huh? Yeah, I don't care if, if we're giving the ball back, you know, 40 seconds after we, <laughs> we just, you know, it, as long as we're taking dubs and scoring points, Whatever happens on the defensive end, I could care less. I just really want to see what we can do with a new coach and this many weapons on the on the offense. I want to see what we can do, uh, you know, how far we can push it. I want to see, you know, the most exciting football um, here in Dallas that we've seen in a while uh, because we've been, you know, handcuffed here with the super conservative Jason Garrett the last few years. Exactly, exactly. So, riding uh, Cowboys and the points, Cowboys minus the points. Yeah, I'm taking Cowboys to, to cover here. I, I think they could uh, they, they could put some separation um, just with the weapons they have if, if they take advantage of, of, of that. Uh, there's just too many guys to cover and not enough guys to cover them. That's really what it comes down to. Let's see here. Moving on now to the uh, Monday night matchups. Um, let's see here. I I honestly like them. Uh, they're some. They're 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 pretty good. Uh, I I uh, don't typically like what they throw at us week one uh, for Monday night football. It's usually some shitty AFC West matchup. 
Uh, but here we have Steelers, Giants, and Titans, Broncos. Um, Giants, Steelers. Let's see here. The, the Giants are the home underdog. It's facing six points. Plus 205 um, on the money line. Jeez, I really don't even know where to start on this one. I guess you're kind of just playing off the assumption that Ben Roethlisberger is not only back, but he's good again. Um, so, hell, give me the Giants in this one. Um, definitely not excited about this pick, but give me the Giants staying within a touchdown. Hell, I, I would actually be willing to go ahead and just buy the point uh, or buy a point and a half. You know, sit at minus 135, 140, and um, and then just sweat it out. But uh, the Giants are, are are definitely more than capable of keeping games close. Um, I, I ended up watching up a, a few Giants games at the end of the year, um, probably about four or five, and they can move the ball in spurts, right? Um, like, like many talented young NFL quarterbacks, Danny Dimes um, shows uh, – glares of, of, of a franchise QB. Definitely has the makings to be a guy who's going to be playing in the league for a long time. Now, whether or not it's as a starter, that's a different story. But the Giants, um, I'm willing to... I'm willing. It, it, it's, it's a combination pick of fading the Steelers uh, and the hype around them. Believe it or not, they're actually the third favorite to win the AFC and go to the Super Bowl. I'm not buying any of that noise. Um, so with that being said, I'd like to go ahead and take um, the Giants um, with six by the point, maybe even a point and a half, um, and taking on a team that's going to have to basically prove it to me before um, I go ahead and just start thinking that they're AFC contenders. Any uh, any thoughts on that, on that matchup, Martin? I know that we both want the uh, the Giants to go ahead and grab an L as as quickly as possible, even though I don't think either one of us is necessarily afraid of the Giants. But how do you think that game will turn out? Uh, you know, it's hard to say. Um, with Big Ben coming, you know, off of that, you know, elbow surgery there, um, that in his age, you kind of are concerned of, of you know what you're going to get. Uh, I believe that that the Steelers are are talented enough um, that even if if, if Big Ben is not the Big Ben of old, he could still, you know, move around for for a guy his size, move around just, you know, better than most guys would. And uh, and, and I think his arm, he's such a a, a guy with such a big arm that even if he loses a a, a bit off off his – you know, off the ball, mm-hmm. I, I still think that he's he's capable to to make all the all the throws. So, I think I think the Steelers here can cover. Um, like you said, if you wanted to go ahead and, and pick the Giants, uh, there's mm-hmm. and, and by a point there, a point and a half, uh, I could totally see them keeping it close. Uh, so, it, you know, it's just up to you. I'd go ahead and, and I'd take Pittsburgh here, though. Um, I don't believe the Giants are are are, are going to be able to keep up if if. The Steelers are firing on all cylinders and, and come into ready to play. That's fair. Um, more more than fair. Um, the other uh, Monday night football matchup: Titans at the Broncos. Broncos um, home dog. A lot of home dogs here on the slate. Um, Broncos um, being given two and a half points plus 
115 on the money line. Um, so a little uh, a little strange in terms of uh, the uh, ratio of points given to uh, money line itself. Uh, probably in favor of Broncos betters here in this case. Titans, are they worth riding with? They won eight games at the end of the last year in a row to make the playoffs. Pulled off magic out of their ass in the playoffs. Lose to Patty and friends. And now here they are. You have to kind of expect a little bit of regression. And the Broncos, oh man, depending on what crazy NFL propaganda you're listening to. Sutton has slept on. Drew Locke is the future. Fuck John Elway, right? So where 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 are you on 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 this matchup? Because as much as I would love to go ahead and um, you know tail the Titans and, and, and ride with them and on this hot streak that they've had, um, geez, this is just a good example of a game I want to stay really far away from. Um, do you have an immediate thoughts to jump off the page? Because other than that, I kind of like the over being sneaky. Yeah, I think the Titans can cover the two and a half. Um, I think Tannehill's really found, you know, his his, his place uh, here in this offense where he doesn't have to to be the, the typical quarterback that carries their team. Um, obviously, they're a run-heavy team, and they have a very talented running back to – to, to carry the rock there. Uh, Drew Locke just... I haven't bought into him yet. I'd have to see it for longer than, you know, whatever it was, four or five games um, there at the end of the season. Uh, does he have the potential? Yeah, absolutely. Every six-foot, you know, five guy that John Elway has, has drafted, they've all had potential just because they've all had big arms and they could, you know, throw the ball at it. it anywhere on the field but uh I just got to see it um until then I'm not really gonna you know ride the the Broncos anywhere um especially here I I think the Titans are 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 pretty solid and uh, I think they'll continue the the streak that they were on there at the end of the season I think they covered this uh two and a half pretty easily Wow. Yeah, and, and and like I said, it really is the question, right? Like whether or not they can keep that type of momentum going. Um, because when they lost the Chiefs, I mean, you can't really hold that shit against them. Um, really, really, they were playing with house money, right? They weren't really necessarily expected to win or do anything all that crazy. Um, let's see here. Being said, um, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, that, that actually wraps up all the games uh, for week one. Um, I'd like to go ahead and uh, give the uh, shout-outs on our parlays of the week. Um, to those uh, folks out there that are still somewhat new to betting, a parlay is whenever you take multiple multiple individual bets, okay, uh, whether they be the spread, money line, uh, the over or the under total. Um, if you like any of those and you combine them, and get them all correct that is the purpose of a parlay Um, the benefits of a parlay are you get a payout that is a multiplier stacked and increased exponentially um, with each individual win 
um, the cons, you have to get them all correct, which makes it hard as fucking hell to actually pull off, dependent on how risky you actually end up making the parlay. Um, so one thing that I love to do, especially with football, is getting into my little parlay magic. Made lots of money on it last year. Um, I, I'm looking to go ahead and whip something up right now and and, and ride with it until the wheels fall off. Um, so I like to go ahead and start with Martin. He has his own parlay and I have my own as well. And we just like to share it with you beautiful people out there and try and make y'all some money. Um, Martin, what do you got for us? So I got here a, uh, a, a four, four pick parlay. Um, like I said earlier, I've drank the Kool-Aid. I'm taking Cowboys to cover uh, the three here. Um, with the, the Bucks versus Saints, like I told you earlier, I'm picking Bucks here to uh, on money line with the plus 155. Uh, it's it's a coin flip game to me, um, and I think that's a that's solid uh, value there. If you want to go ahead and, and place a, a bet on the money line, uh, bet Bucks there. Uh, and then my two locks, uh, New England at six and a half. Uh, you can go ahead and you know and and buy points if you feel like that. That's uh, just you know a little too too many points. Um, for, for them to, to just uh, go out there and, and put up on somebody. Um, and Minnesota, I think they could cover the two and a half. Again, if you feel like it's going to be a close a, a close game, there's you can go ahead and buy the points. I don't feel like there's any need to. Go ahead and take them at the, at the you know, minus two and a half. And uh, those are my four picks. You go ahead and put $100, and you'd be looking at a return of $1,600. Wow. Parlay, uh, alone. Wow. And again, that's four legs. That's four leg parlay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Hear that, people? You mind ringing off those teams again? Take Dallas to cover the three. Uh, Tampa Bay on money line. Uh, New England, uh, six and a half. Cover the six and a half. And Minnesota to cover the two and a half. Wow. Minnesota two and a half. New England six and a half. Uh, Cowboys to cover the three. And then you said the Vikings at money line. Uh, Vikings, Vikings cover two and a half. Tampa cover uh, money line. Got it, got it. Lots of uh, storylines in play on your parlay there. I love it. It's very, very exciting. Lots of fun teams to watch. Um, for me, I'm riding with a uh, a much safer quote unquote parlay. Um, a lot of money lines here. I have the Kansas City Chiefs. The New England Patriots, Philadelphia Eagles, um, the Seattle Seahawks, which is my riskiest pick on this parlay, and then the Dallas Cowboys at Moneyline. Um, here, this parlay stands at five and a half to one. One uh, hundred dollars bet to win five hundred and fifty dollars. Um, honestly, I love it. This, I, I, I just don't want to overthink it. I mean, week one betters typically tend to overthink things. Um, a lot of these dogs are going to eventually cash. A lot of our picks, if you notice, are favorites. I think we probably went with like 75% favorites in these picks. Um, at the end of the day, at 40 to 60% of those dogs are going to cash. But hey, it is what it is. And that being said, whenever I'm making these parlays, I do like to use the money line, um, especially in football. Whenever the money line goes up closer, even typically with a, uh, a larger disparity 
raining off at a 5 to 1 parlay. Kansas City Chiefs win the Patriots. Philadelphia Eagles. Seattle Seahawks. 